Let you do your setup. Wagwan family, welcome to Black Blood Voices Podcast, where we all about spreading peace and life through meaningful conversations. I'm your host, Rock Joplin Judah. Wild Guan. Man, we got Big Six. Wild Guan. The host of Black Blood Voices, and man, we kicking off a new season, uh, a whole new way. Man, uh, how you doing today, bro? I'm I'm super excited. I'm you know super excited and. Uh, uh, motivated and educated and uh, tr- trying to be headed in the right direction uh, mm-hmm. and, and help help my people do the same. Indeed, bro. So how was 2023 for you? 2023 was, um, uh, it was a learning year. It was a learning year. Also, I kind of came into my own in a certain uh, aspect of what I do. Uh, I had to level up. I was in a process of leveling up over the past couple of years in terms of where I am assigned. Uh, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a top five situation. So you gotta be on point. And so um, I kind of hit my stride with that this year. And uh, I'm very proud of that because it took tenacious effort in the beginning to, um, you know, I, I was having to readjust myself in, within the discipline. You know what I'm saying? I was having to learn some new tricks, some new, some new verbiage, some new lingo, and uh, uh, yeah, it was a it was a, a, some, a time of adjustment before. But uh, 2023, I was able to really hit my stride. Also, you know, uh, the podcast has been a great experience it's been a phenomenal experience um love your black woman was was genius uh in its um and the thought behind it you know uh, you know it's the type of time we need to be on right uh i wish it was in the music you know like r&b doesn't exist anymore uh you know it, you know, it's like even pop music is like hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything is rap music now. I mean, I, when I was a kid, there used to be different type of stars. You know, country music stars and rock stars, the dudes in the tight pants and shit. And I don't even know if they exist anymore. Right. It's black everything, rap everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so destructive. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not positive, which we could talk about that anytime. Indeed. So, you know, for the people who don't know, and need to know. And it's always good to introduce yourself, man. Who is Big Six? Okay, so Big Six is a a, a person who is um um you know well there, there's the artist. I'm I'm very I'm very much a conundrum. Okay. Uh very much uh, an introvert and extrovert. Uh um I could I am a conqueror and overcomer. You, you guys know my medical history. In terms of for people who don't, um, my medical history in terms of like overcoming the brain tumor, multiple brain surgeries, and the whole you know getting my shit zapped, radio radiation, you know what I'm saying, all that shit, uh, transfusions to keep me alive. Lost a lot of blood, and the first surgery was nine hours. You know they cut my skull open, you know all that. Uh, people who don't know about that, you know, uh, but you know I know my I know you do, you know people who are in my circle, which is quite small. Um, you know, they know, uh, uh, also overcomer, a conqueror as far as life, you know, being, uh, the first 
may uh, my, my cousins went to the penitentiary. You know, I went to college. And so, you know, just being the first college graduate, like being successful, da 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 da, da you know, um, um, you know, breaking the gen the generational curse of poverty, really, you know, uh, and, you know, then mom, of course, went on to do fantastic things, you know, once we were, you know, older, but not to discount her, but to just, if we talk about me, then, you know, yeah, that. So, um, but um, I think I'm a I, I'm a learner. I'm a teacher. I am a uh, I'm an MC. Uh, I think I'm a, a charismatic, dope individual. Uh, solid morals, principles, values. Um, but I am uh, um, a consummate learner and teacher on the diaspora. Our 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 true. Uh, um, sound right reasoning in history uh, and all elements of our culture. Mm. So, yeah, I'm like a Jedi Knight on on our culture. Mm. We all get to the culture. Um, I kind of want to, we got to, and we got to, and we got a lot to, I feel like, unravel with Big Six. Right. right? Uh, as, you know, people who can't see me, and there's no need to, but like, uh, me and Big Six, we are brothers, right? We've been rocking for like a long time. No doubt. Um, and we've been, we met, uh, what did we meet? Like back in 2000 and... I know, I mean, it was probably, you know, I know it was a few years before COVID. Like 2018? Like 2018, it was 2018, about okay. 2017, 18. Okay. 20, 17, 18. Whatever you say, sounds about right. <laughs> 2017, 18. And uh, I think uh, I, I think around that time. I know it was not long no, after you got out. No, we linked up 2015, 14. It wasn't long after you got out. 2016. Because we linked up around B4L. And I think when you then you pop up at the, yes. the first B4L. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been locked in since 2015. Okay. 2015. I got out of prison in 2013. Okay. Um, and we met at the barbershop, Platinum Cuts, yep. Mad Side, yep. Madison. Yep. Okay. So, uh, look at you now, bro. <laughs> look at us. You feel me? Man. You know what I'm saying? For real. So, um, I think about a lot, but you know, in this case, um, I think about how you have been able to, um, teach me so much. And at the same time, be hella supportive of everything that we do, right? Mm. At the same time, um, just like a really, I feel like, great leader when it comes to being um, the big speaker. I do appreciate that. I do you receive that. Yeah. So um, I think, I don't think we get an, uh, enough of, or we don't get to see. Um, big six as entrepreneur, but we don't have enough conversation about what that looks like, right? Right. So today, I want to kind of, you know, dive a little bit into that. We've always seen you behind the mic. We always see you, um, and we always see you leading the M leading as an MC, a disciple, or leading as an MC at a podcast. But like, you know, who is Big Six when it comes to like, how did you, how did you first know that you wanted to become an entrepreneur? 
You know, so how did you first know you wanted to be an artist? How did you first know you wanted to do what you are doing today? Like, what was it for you that, uh, you know, well, you convinced someone to do, do what you're doing in all areas? Well, okay. Well, uh, uh, I sell my services uh, because I'm I'm an expert at what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so uh, but. I think um, you know, we you know we talk about how environment uh, you know impacts a person and how um, you know predisposition and and circumstances. Uh, you know, I just didn't really want to be poor anymore. So I knew you know it was my parental expectations were that I go to college. Right. That was the expectation, you know, mm-hmm. playing sports and all that type of stuff. You know, you know, you going to college. All right. So I don't know what to do when I get there, though, mm-hmm. you know. And again, um, male role models were coaches, you know, some teachers. Um, mom was conscious. So, you know. Uh, from listening to, uh, you know, some of the community leaders and speakers of that time, Sizway, um, you know, also like going to African street festivals and whatever and seeing like poor righteous teachers riffing on like they might be breaking down the nine ether or the difference between the six ether and the nine ether or like you know, so so those were the people I always because I knew what I didn't want to be. Like you know, what I'm saying I knew what I didn't want. Now okay. I also thank you know my I love my cousins, I love my uncles, you know, for the things that they taught me as well. You know what I'm saying in terms of like street situations, and you know, you know, you gotta have that street knowledge as you know you get older, it, I mean, it does come in handy. You have a certain awareness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is also another type of entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, you know. Technically, technically. We had a family business. So, so <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, um, I, I uh, appreciated the few positive uh male figures in, in, the, in my life that were able to uh, impact me, you know, football coaches come to mind, like, you know, just the fact that, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of positive male figures, you know, out in, in our lives. You know, I, I didn't have a father, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you, you know, um, so seeing them and he li- he getting, you know, getting the game from them and, Seeing and the ways in which they were impactful, I wanted to be that. I wanted to copy that. I wanted to emulate that. Mm-hmm. I remember um, conducting a um, press conference for uh, the Coalition for the Survival of the African American Male at 14, 15. 
and uh, the press was asking me the questions. I'm conducting the the, the conference. They got me out there front line. I remember being keynote speakers at, at being keynote speaker as a kid at at summits and uh, symposiums. Yeah, my principal, uh, Jacqueline Lucas, had me had me working. She would call me. She'd be like, hey, wear a tie to school tomorrow. I don't want to wear a tie. Wear a tie to school tomorrow. I don't want to wear a tie. Well, if you don't wear a tie, you're going to wear one of Mr. B's ties. I'll find a tie. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't wearing an old man tie. You know what I mean? So she'd take me to Vanderbilt. I had an interview for a scholarship. Did you take it? I mean, I, I didn't end up going to Vanderbilt, but I, you know, because I mean, it was a scholarship, but it wasn't enough to color cover the whole, you know, tuition. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but yeah. How much can you can? Are you okay with saying like how much it was? Uh, yeah, they gave me like uh, sixteen thousand a semester, and Vanderbilt is twenty six thousand a semester. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, go Big Blue. <laughs> so, uh, that's dope, bro. That's really dope. Um, but, like, being influenced by griots and, you know, uh, teachers, you know, like, you know, I did want to be able to <laughs> explain things the way that they do. You know what I'm saying? Do things the way that they do. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. What do you think sets you apart from others in your industry? Uh, being able to actually uh, be impactful. Um, um, also, being having a crystal clear memory of my time at that age and in those desks, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know. I know what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. You know. I come from this community. I come from. The struggle. I know exactly what was, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it is not uh, a, a mystery to me. So th there's that. Um, my mental health background, uh, my background of working, I spent 10 years working in a, uh, in a mental health facility. Uh, so, you know, that learning the importance of, of coping skills and, and um, you know, uh, unlearning and learning, uh, learn behaviors and what, how, what behavior is indicative, how behavior is indicative of a need and um, those types of things. So, you know, also, also being armed with, um, you know, the sound right reasoning and, and true knowledge of self, I can, I can teach that to the children. So, for example, this is what I've been wanting to get at, okay, for a minute. Then I'm and I'm hoping it's okay for this platform. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, go ahead. So the kid, it started like this. The kid had a bag of Skittles, okay. The kid had a bag of Skittles. I said, you know, those are poisonous. I said they banned in a lot of countries, but in America they cool. Mm -hmm. He was like, why they why they okay in America? I said, because America doesn't you know doesn't care. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? They let you they let you kill yourself. You know, that you eat eat the right. poison. Right. So, uh, so the kid is like, oh, you know, he's got a computer, 
you know, so he starts, boom, he starts hitting that computer, right? You know, these kids are different, okay? These kids are different. You know, they may not, they may struggle with a lot of things, but one thing they're really good at is technology, okay? And intuitively, they don't really necessarily take adults at their word. Okay, you got to be about that. You got to show me. You know, kids are really got really good BS detectors. So he's checking my card right now on this. And you know, if this this Skittles are poisonous, you know, fuck you mean Skittles are poisonous? I love these shits. Right. 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 <laughs> See, I just got off on myself. Is how I'm telling him. You know right. what I mean? So uh, I used to love. I used to <laughs> bang them shits as a kid. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so I'm yeah, Leah, pull up the banned food list. See what else you eating. Pull up the what? The banned food list. Okay. I said, okay, so check this out. These kids, you know, they 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 come they come to school uh when they got these whole big bags of hot chips. Okay? So this is red dye. The, the dye that they, the, 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 how they make the dye, these, they, stamp, they stomp on these beetles to make the, the dye that's on these chips. Okay. Yeah. So this red dye, I'm, I'm teaching them this, right? So they start to, they start to pick up. Okay. They start doing their own research. This, they start talking about it. Like this, we're eating poison. This is poison. These Takis are poison. These, uh, Chester Cheetos right. are, are, are poison, right? Goodness. But they're still showing up with the bags. I'm like, guys, what you y'all y'all know the not you got the knowledge. Why are you still showing up with the bags? They like our parents. They this this is what they 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 want. So even good teaching can be undone by environment. You know what I mean? So you know, and I and I we know this. You know what I'm saying? You know, from based on environments that we had to overcome, you know, to to be where we are, you know. So, but it was, but man, that was poignant for me. You know, the kid said it out of his own mouth. You know, my parents, they don't want to hear that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, you ever told somebody, gave somebody the game about, you know, the, 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 what, Okay, you know, you tell them, uh, you know, this this chicken sandwich that you're eating is 60, 60 man-made chemicals in this in this in this shit. You tell them, you explain to them that there's a there's a farm in New Jersey where they can make dog food taste like strawberries. You tell them about meat glue. You tell them, you know, you t you start telling them about you know all these you know the G the GMO fruits etc cetera, etc cetera, where they taste good you know. You, you explain to them how these fruit stuffs called these fruits, these food stuffs that you're eating, uh, cause diabetes. You know, you, 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 these hot chips, you're gonna have ulcers on your stomach. You know, you, it, it tastes good. Well, I, I just say I have them, man. These, these are my people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's just one of those. It, it, you know, I, I gotta relax. <laughs> they say the top eight American foods banned in other countries are instant stuffing and mashed potatoes, uh, Skittles, Twinkies and Little Debbie Swiss rolls, Pillsbury biscuits, bread with potassium bromate, 
High fructose corn syrup. Now we got high fructose corn corn syrup in just about everything that we eat. Yes. Like you'd be you'd be blown away by how much sugar that we consume. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, uh, not to veer off too much, but like, how do you? Approach failure and setbacks in your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, well, you know, what do you perceive as a failure? You know, that's what that's what you gotta you know start with. Like, okay. like what is failure? Um, because I can't envision a set of circumstances where I won't have my home, my cars, my my family, like my people who love me. You know, I can't envision that set of circumstances. Like I'm, I'm never going back. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. You know, um, so you know, even with with music, you just get better. You just get better with time. You just learn. You know, from when things don't end, and well, there is no end. Like you know, when things don't initially um, come out the way you intended, okay. So we could call that a setback, uh, or no, we could call that. You know, but you know what a real setback is? <laughs> a setback is uh, I went blind. You know. I went blind and I thought I needed some really potent ass glasses or something, you know, and that wasn't, that wasn't it. Um, they found a tumor the size of a orange, you know, on my pituitary gland. Uh, so it was crushing my optic nerves, you know, um, that's a setback, you know, but it, I, my, so my mindset on setbacks now is if it's not that, then I can handle it. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. If it's not that egregious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as we're not going to peel my cap back again, like, I'm cool. Like, but with music, there is no end and there is no real setback because, you know, you're always one song away and there's so many different things you can do with music. Can you tell us about one milestone um, that you had in your you know, career or just one thing that or a few things, right, that you're most proud of. Man, I, of course, it's not just one thing, but, like, can you talk about um, some of your milestones? Uh, so I'm a songwriter. Uh, and, um, you know, like, there are times where I, I just, you know, I write and write and write, and I just hand it, I mean, I hand it straight over, like, you know, I'm I'm not married to those bars, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so um, there's a friend of mine uh, is an artist. Uh, he did a deal where he got 
you know, all of his songs are going to be on this on jukeboxes all over America. Um, and I, you know, I help write them. So <laughs> I think that's cool. Um, um, Black Blood Voices is, has the potential to be a really big, a really big deal. You know, it's, uh, it's a very special thing to me and, uh, it, I, I think it can be a very big deal. You know, there it's limitless in its potential really. Um, so there's that, um, but musically, you know, just to know that I've worked with some of the, some of the best, uh, um, locally anyway. Um, and when you say local, like in Nashville, like those are, those are, it's a, it's a music city. Those are big time names and places. You know what I mean? people watching at home, what advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs or upcoming artists who are like just starting out? Um, I wish I had started younger, but um, what advice would I give them? I would give, I would say, um, take as much time as you need. Um, Take as much time as you need to write the song, to create the song. All right. So get you a single. Get your budget. All right. Let me start over. Okay. <laughs> because the first thing you need is a budget. You need a certain mentality too. All right. If you're not willing to... Uh, spend at, at least you know at minimum what about three thousand on this song in terms of well, three to five thousand in terms of you know from from making it to shooting a video uh like really having a single push then like don't even don't even do don't even do the song right so that's number one. So you gotta have the budget for what you wanna do, right? And so then, uh, you know, you need a separate budget for marketing for that particular song. Um, because it takes a song to get you through the door, right? You got a hot song that you, that people are, are requesting to be played on the radio, then you're gonna be on stage making 10 grand a night. So the investment can be worth it. You know, the more you put into the package though, because you're trying to draw some attention, you're jumping into this vast pool, oversaturated pool of, of rappers. You know what I mean? How are you going to stand out? And your only way to stand out is to have a polished product, a professional product, polished product, mixed, mastered song, uh, clean version, uh, uh, radio version, uh, 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 instrumental version, 
no, because all of this counts. All of this counts on YouTube. You know what I mean? So take the small, take this all of the small steps. Don't skip any steps. Same with your video. You don't have to uh, be doing anything fantastic. You know, J. Cole sits on top of a, but he's J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but uh, have a polished product that you can throw out there and into the atmosphere that will draw some sort of attention, be unique, in, in, you know, with that. And then promote that, promote that shit. Who are your heroes? Heroes. Uh, okay, so, you know, usually when we talk about heroes, okay, and I do have heroes from the civil rights era, mm -hmm. uh, primarily uh, uh, Malcolm, uh, El Hashmeli, uh, Brother El Hashmeli, uh, Malcolm X. Time we ask people about the heroes that want to regurgitate the civil rights era, and it just it it belies a point that I that I have made is that you know a hundred years after slavery we were on the incline. Hundred years after 1860, 1960, you got those names from the civil rights era. Uh, the, 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 the brother from Mississippi, what's his name? revolutionaries to kill the revolutionary spirit in us you know and uh the, you know that's so my hero really i take it all the way back i go back to emotep my hero is emotep you know uh because he was the master teacher of of, of all the of all things right uh so um i have a different type of hero because i want to spark a different type of thought but of course, I got all the regular names too. I can't not love those brothers, you know. Indeed. Give thanks. What is the benefits of reading and reading good books? How has reading impacted you over the years? Well, reading changed my life. Uh, 
also, you know, intentional parenting. Like, my mom made sure I could read before I got to school. So, uh, I thank God that I was always at an advanced level of reading because reading, like, uh, there was a time where I was a military very I was a military brat, and so uh, I lived uh, in another country, and there wasn't a lot of American kids around, and so, like, really, my only connection to America was reading. I had a collection of Sports Illustrated. I was a huge boxing fan, right? Um, also, that's how I keep up with the Olympics, and I just, I just really, everything in general. Uh, my favorite books as a kid, you know, learn about Muhammad Ali, and, you know, Muhammad Ali is like, should be rivaled with Malcolm as a speaker, you know what I'm saying? But learning about other places and things, my daughter, we used to spin the globe, and uh, when she was a baby, we would spin the globe, and wherever her finger landed, uh, that's what we would read about. We would read about that country, about that land. You know, the, the travesty uh, in my profession is that so many kids read below grade level. And it's crippling. Mm. You know, it's it's crippling. Uh, I have a friend who went to the penitentiary. And, you know, my daughter was reading to his kids. He, he dropped a tear. He said, your daughter reads better than me, man. Read to my kids better than I do. And that's, you know, it, that's crippling as a man. You know, the impact that that has on you as a man, like I said, it's a gangster dropping a tear. You know, like, reading opens doors. Um, it's a gateway for information. It's another way to consume information, you know. Um, I love a great motivational speech. I love an instructional video. I love an informational video. But yeah, I, I love an, an informative text too, you know. Um, Malcolm X, reading my, the autobiography of Malcolm X as a young man, uh, I, I, be, I began to worship the man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, because I was able to, um, even though now I know it's a bastardized, bastardized version of his thoughts, I was able to get a window into like his reformation, his thoughts along the way as he became, you know, went from gangster to, uh, you know, the the humongous uh, speak speaker and leader that that he became that I that I emulate. You know what I'm saying? My hero, El uh, uh, Melik. Big up, no doubt. What's up? It's Big Six from the Black Blood Voices podcast. Are you an artist? Are you an entrepreneur? Do you have a platform? Do you have something, some, some, maybe even a soapbox or an awesome story that needs to be heard? Are you a survivor? Are you an overcomer? Did you do the impossible? Let us feature you on the Black Blood Voices podcast. We are the podcast for the people, by the people, all about the people. Your story needs to be heard.